Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of Brilliant Podcast. My name is Kim, and today I will be discussing the first episode of the new series of Doctor Who, entitled The Woman Who Fell to Earth. I should mention there will certainly be spoilers in this podcast, so please watch the episode first. I know it's available for free on the BBC America website and app and likely on demand from most TV providers in the U.S. The Woman Who Fell to Earth was simulcast worldwide on Sunday, October 7th, 2018, so as to avoid spoilers. Typically with new episodes, they'll be broadcast at night in the UK and then at night in the US, which in the Eastern US were five hours behind. However, because this new episode was simulcast, it played at 6.45 p.m. in the UK. I think this was a really good idea because there was so much hype around the new episode, the new Doctor, the new series overall. I actually wasn't able to watch it when it premiered because I was traveling and I actually hadn't finished the previous season yet, which I kind of explained in the preview episode of this podcast. So I actually finished watching series 10 a few nights ago. And I watched the 2017 Christmas episode, Twice Upon a Time, um, that night as well with my roommate. And we watched the new series premiere the next morning together. And I recorded some of our reactions to insert into this episode when I can. The format of The Woman Who Fell to Earth was pretty typical of a regeneration episode. The Doctor is fresh off a of regeneration, has to fight some monsters, but has that mild amnesia, so doesn't quite know how, but ends up saving the day by the end of the episode. So all is going as usual. For this episode, I won't go into every single minor detail, but there will be a lot of details gone over just because we're introducing new characters, um, important plot points that may come back in future episodes, and I'm going to also talk about things that while I was watching, I predicted they were going to happen later in the episode. Um, so we start our episode without the Doctor, not really that surprising, um, so we meet our first character, Ryan Sinclair. And he is making a YouTube video about the greatest woman he ever knew, which I assumed he meant the doctor. I later found out that I was wrong. We learn Ryan can't ride a bicycle at age 19 because he has a condition called dyspraxia, which gives him trouble with coordination. And we meet his nan, Grace, and her second husband, Graham. And they are trying to help Ryan practice riding his bike on a hillside. But Ryan keeps falling off, and he gets really frustrated and throws his bike off the side of the hill. So Graham tells Ryan to go get the bike himself um, because he and Grace have to leave to catch a train. I don't think we really learned where they were going to go. Um, I don't know if Ryan lives with them and maybe they were visiting or what, but I don't think we learned why they were getting on the train. So Ryan goes down the hill to find his bike, which is stuck up in a tree. And there's a shot where we're looking at Ryan, and I was expecting the doctor to fall out of the sky behind him, but that didn't happen. 
Um, instead, there were these glowing electrical diamond shapes that appeared just in midair. And, you know, as people do in Doctor Who, Ryan moved closer to them and he touched one. Instead of just walking away or just taking a picture of it, he went over and he touched one, which caused them to disappear. But then a giant purple... Hershey's Kiss shaped pod appeared. I know it's not a Hershey's Kiss, but that's what it was shaped like. And I don't think that they intended for it to look like that because I don't know if they have Hershey's Kisses in the UK. But either way, that's all that I could think of there. Um, So, of course, Ryan touched that too. And it seems like he burned his hand, but it turns out it was like super cold. So that's why he pulled his hand away in shock. Um, So then he decided to call the police, of course, after touching these weird things that appeared. Um, So next we meet Yasmin Khan, or Yaz for short. Um, She is a new police officer. She's assigned to just traffic disputes, um, but she keeps asking for something more important to do. So she ends up getting sent to answer Ryan's call and goes to the hillside and It turns out they know each other from primary school, so Yaz thinks Ryan's pulling a prank with the pod, um, but he tells her to touch it as well, and she feels how cold it is. Um, So meanwhile, Graham and Grace are on the train with another man who we learn his name is Carl, and something crashes into the train, causing it to stop, which I again assumed was the doctor falling out of the sky. Again, I was wrong. Um, it's an alien made out of electricity and these tentacly wires that made me think of some like old like 2005 to like 2007 type Doctor Who monsters. And, you know, then the doctor falls to the ceiling. Uh, she incapacitates the alien and we hear like a little bit of theme music, but we didn't get a full title sequence in this episode. So the doctor realizes she doesn't have the sonic screwdriver and has to figure out how to save everyone. Um, as a side note, she's still wearing 12's clothes because she just regenerated um, and has lost the Sonic. Then Yaz and Ryan show up and the alien zaps everyone in the neck and then flees. And we later learn everyone has bombs inserted into their collarbones at this point, which was like kind of a weird plot point. I thought it was just shocking everyone to like get away, but no, there's bombs in everybody's collarbones now. So, as usual, you know, the Doctor regenerates and gets thrown into the middle of the action and has to save the day. Again, pretty typical for a post-regeneration episode. And in this episode, there are not one, not two, but three aliens, if you count the Doctor. So we have the electric tentacle monster, and we have the alien that bursts out of the pod later, the one that Ryan found. And so when Ryan brings the doctor to where he found the pod, or where it appeared in front of him, it's gone. And we as the audience see it's been taken to a warehouse or a garage um, by a man named Rahul. And he's been monitoring electrical disturbances in the atmosphere that mirror those on the night his sister went missing. And she was taken by one of the pod aliens a few years earlier, and he's been trying to figure out what happened. There's also a point where the doctor realizes that she's about to pass out, and Grace, who's a nurse, suggests the A&E, 
which is like the emergency room in the U.S. Um, in the U.K., it's accident and emergency. And the doctor says she doesn't go anywhere. That's just initials. You know, says the doctor who flies in the T-A-R-D-I-S and works with U-N-I-T. Um, yeah, whatever, doctor. Sure. Uh, she also has moments in the episode where she tries to remember who she is. And again, this is pretty standard for a regeneration episode. Um, you know, doctor is passing out, doesn't remember. It's like um, when nine regenerated into ten and he's just like asleep the whole episode. So the doctor and her new friends need to track down the pod alien, but she can't do it without her absent sonic screwdriver. So she decides to build one using the welding tools in the warehouse, um, which, to my knowledge, like, I thought that the TARDIS always made the new Sonics, but I guess the Doctor can make them too. So the Doctor talks about the regeneration process a little bit, um, when she's talking to Graham and Grace, and she says she's changing and will have to mold herself into the person she's becoming. And this is where we get the quote from the trailers when she says, when people need help, I never refuse, which is like, that's a good line for a trailer. Like, I like that one that very much like encompasses the doctor. Um, so then she gets to work on making her new Sonic, including melting down some spoons she finds. Oh my gosh, I could see the cosplayers now carrying spoons. spoons. The whole crew watches the video left behind by Rahul, who has, in the meanwhile, been killed by the alien that hatched from the pod. Um, and in the video, he's explaining what happened to his sister, Asha. And the doctor scans the pod and explains her sonic screwdriver is more like a sonic Swiss army knife, which is a very good way to put it, honestly, because when... In New Who, have we ever seen the sonic screwdriver used as a screwdriver? I feel like it's always scanning things. So the doctor guesses that the two aliens are looking for each other and using Earth as a battleground, a meeting place. So she wants to find them and send them off the planet, of course, because the doctor is, like, the number one defender of Earth. So Graham gets a call from a bus driver friend about something weird happening. And then we cut to the pod alien killing someone. I think he's trying to create soldiers. I could be wrong. Maybe. Because the grandma said, I've never seen injuries like this before. The doctor and friends haven't seen that alien yet. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor finds the electrical alien, which Grace zaps. And the doctor realizes the tentacly things are dozens of gathering coils, quote unquote, um, and these gather information and data. It's more like a semi-species than an actual like alien race. Um, it's weaponized biotech, essentially. So she realizes that she was wrong with her initial thought that it was two species coming to find and to fight each other. And she accesses the data and it's Carl, the guy from the train. So the data collected was about Carl. Um, so the pod alien shows up and threatens to kill them, asks who the doctor is, and she still can't remember. Uh, also, the pod alien collects his victim's teeth and wears them on his face. He takes off his mask and he shows it. He's like a blue guy with teeth sticking out of his face. They just look like zits. So, like, honestly, one of the 
nastier, grosser looking monsters. I'm not talking about like Slitheen nasty, but like properly like slimy and gross with teeth coming out of his entire face. And the other alien, or I should say, I'm just going to call him a predator because Doctor is the alien, mm-hmm. versus a predator. He takes the teeth as a conqueror trophy. Mm-hmm. But why does he have to kill all those random people? Exactly. It's not like he's fighting someone, he's just killing. But why did he take the sister? And was it even him? Ah. Maybe that's going to be like the enemy of the season. Maybe. You know, she's going to stop him this episode, but like, I'll be back. He says his name is Zim Shah of the Stenza warrior race. And the doctor purposely calls him Tim Shaw just to piss him off, which is great. Um, So I'm going to call him Tim Shaw for the rest of this podcast now. Uh, So turns out Tim Shaw is hunting Carl from the train, who's a randomly selected human trophy he needs to be able to return home and become the leader of his people. And this is what happened before with Rahul's sister. So, again, like, one of the grosser and nastier Doctor Who monsters. He takes human trophies. He tells the Doctor she has a small mind, which she protests. Accurate. And he explains he has to hunt Carl alone without any weapons. Except he's been cheating, and he's been using those gathering coils, the tentacly electricity monster, to help him. So Tim Shaw says um, access was granted by Ryan, who says access revoked because he he didn't know what those floating diamonds were, so he just touched it, and then he touched the pod, so that's how the access was granted. So, of course, Ryan was like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. And the doctor says Tim Shaw is a big blue cheat. Because, uh, you know, he, he cheated, and he has a blue face, and he's ugly, and big. I don't know. Um, so she says she'll stop him, and he uses a short-range teleport to get away, which then the doctor calls him a double cheat. Now the gang has to go rescue Carl at his job as a crane operator. I feel like the doctor's gonna, like, climb up to the top or something. It's like, you, you the classic, um... The classic, like, face the alien, like, Earth is protected by me. And then she's going to, like, try to remember her name one more time and forget. And then at the end be like, I'm the doctor. It's going to be great. I can't. I just want to see her. Oh, yeah. She still needs her TARDIS. Will it come back to her? Right. Yeah, we don't know where it went because it was, like, burning. And then she, like, hit a button after she regenerated and it was, like, flying, like, sideways. And that's why she fell out. It's probably episode two. She'll probably get it back. Yeah. Tim Shaw kills a man in the office and goes after Carl, climbing the side of the crane tower and sending the gathering coils to guard the bottom. Yaz, Ryan, and the doctor climb a nearby crane so Carl can jump to it. She's going to have one of them operate the crane and she's going to be like swinging from it or something. Ryan slips while climbing but catches himself uh, because of his dyspraxia. I hope this sort of thing is repeated and not forgotten about as the season goes on. I don't want his dyspraxia to just to just like disappear because I feel like that's gonna happen again later. Maybe we're, when they're on some other planet and he trips and he offends some alien or something. I just don't want them to delete that out of what's happening. Anyway, 
Graham and Grace um, go and fight the gathering coils, and Grace is using something to zap the coils with electricity. I kind of feel like Grace is going to die, and that's going to push everybody else to go traveling with the doctor. That's just something that I just thought of. So the doctor ends up jumping from crane to crane to go save Carl. Called it. Because Timshaw grabbed him when he went to go jump towards her. Called it. And she struggles a bit because her new legs are shorter than before. But she pulls herself up and faces off with Timshaw. She threatens to destroy the recall circuit from his transport pod so as to trap him. So he threatens to detonate the bombs in everyone's collarbones. Again, I think this is a stupid plot point. Uh, the doctor has another speech about being able to become someone else, and again, Timshaw asks who she is. And this time, she remembers and says, I know exactly who I am. I'm the doctor. Yes! He detonates the bombs, but the doctor says she removed them and put them in the coils, and Timshaw feels them because he transferred the power between both of them. Carl shoves him off the crane, and Timshaw uses the recall circuit the doctor had tossed to him, telling him to leave the planet. Grace electrocutes the coils and falls off the tower. She tells Graham not to be scared when she's gone, and she dies. I'm offended. That I was right? Yeah. (laughs) Graham doesn't become enraged at the doctor, as I feel some characters would when this happened. They just look at each other, and then we cut back to Ryan making his video about the greatest woman he ever met, meaning his nan, Grace. And he said, she died like she lived, trying to help other people. Which, like, that's what's going to happen to the doctor, honestly, like, if the doctor ever dies, for reals. Ryan said, tomorrow, I'm going out there for you. And we see him go try to ride his bike again but he struggles and there's a good shot of the doctor watching him on the hill and somewhat of like a silhouetted view of her like it was a good shot after the funeral graham reveals that they met when he had cancer and she was his chemo nurse the doctor then goes to a thrift shop with yaz and ryan on yaz's on yaz's recommendation because the doctor hasn't had to buy women's clothes in a while But honestly, like, how much would you cry if the doctor wore any of her previous companion's clothes from in the TARDIS wardrobe? Like, ah! So she asks Yaz and Ryan to help her find the TARDIS. And she goes back to the warehouse with them and Graham. She tries to configure Timshaw's pod to send her to whatever planet the TARDIS went to. As the transport fired up and she said she'd miss them, I guess... They'd end up getting transported with her, too, and I was right. They get transported, though, into the middle of space with no TARDIS in sight and presumably no air because they're just floating. But, you know, at least the Doctor has a sonic screwdriver now. And then we go to the end titles, and the background of them reminded me a little bit of the classic series, but the font um, of everyone's names was actually a little bit hard to read. So I wonder if they'll keep those, and I'm excited to see uh, what the title sequence will be, since we didn't have one in this episode. Um, So yeah, that's the end of the episode. I do have a couple notes about costuming, not getting into everything yet, but just a few. In the last scene, Yaz wears an orange sweater with a star on it, and it's from the brand Luella, L-U-E-L-L-A. 
And I found it on calmershill.com for £59, but I haven't found them on any U.S. sites. And then the doctor's earring that she wears at the end of the episode, um, it's like two hands shaking and as the stud. And there's a chain that connects to a cuff on the top with stars. I'm sure everyone's seen it in the posters and such. Um, so that one was designed by Alex Monroe in collaboration with Jodie Whittaker herself. She put a lot of input into it. And it's sold also on his website, alexmonroe.com. So they have that the earring and cuff combination for 135 pounds, but there's also options for just the stud or for a set or for a necklace. I'm not sure if these are available at any stores in the U.S., but there's one store near me listed on the website that at least has some of Alex Monroe's other jewelry, so I'll probably at least go check that out because it's pretty close to me. And the doctor's jacket does have pockets, A lot of women's jackets don't, so it honestly probably took her a while to find one. Her look is a little weird, and a combo of her previous incarnations, you know, we've got suspenders, bright colors, but we don't have any silly hats yet. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode, and I can see they're setting it up for a really good season. It's it's separate from the previous ones because we don't have a carryover of companions with a regeneration like Rose with ten and Clara with twelve, so it it might it could be like a freestanding season, like you could introduce someone to the series who hasn't seen it before without them having to know a lot of background about it, which is pretty cool. So let me know what you think about the format of this episode. I. Tried not to include every single detail, but did kind of talk about a lot of it because we're meeting all the new characters, and there was kind of a lot going on. We had multiple aliens, a new doctor, new companions. It was a lot, but I liked it. 13 reminded me of a combination of 10 and 11 right off the bat with some wackiness and some strong speeches that fit well into a regeneration episode. So thanks for listening. I'm still a bit behind, but watch for the next episode coming soon. So, please subscribe to the podcast at soundcloud.com slash brilliantpodcast. Follow me on Twitter at brilliantpcast. Brilliant podcast was taken. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at brilliantpodcast and brilliantpodcast.tumblr.com.